Healthcare and senior care is fraught with problems and challenges, but we're also seeing some amazing new clinical treatments and resources. This show will help illuminate and uncover the good, bad, and the ugly in order to equip patients, families, and other healthcare providers. Welcome to Senior Care Confidential. Hello, Brian. Hello, Joe. We are Senior Care Confidential. We have a great guest today. Yes, we do. We have um, Sherry Spark. Sherry, welcome. Thank you so much for having me today. So Sherry, for 30 years, she has worked in the technology field for Fortune 500 companies such as EDS, Capital One, and Sabres Corporation. In her last position with Sabra, Sherry held roles for program management to leading business development efforts and managing some of the company's largest accounts. She has always had a passion for solving problems and helping people, which led her to start her first company, Elder Care Concierge, in January of 22. Sherry is a graduate of the University of Michigan, has lived in Dallas since 2000. Sherry and her husband, Carl, have three children. So, Welcome, Sherry. Oh, thank you both for having me today. Yeah, thanks for coming. So tell us a little bit about your new venture. How did you get started with that? What took you down this path? Sure. So with my years in tech, I was always helping clients solve problems and um, navigate complex situations. And when we moved my mom down from Michigan to Dallas about five years ago, I realized that mom needed a lot of extra care to live, continue to live independently. That's a new, dif- different, uh, complex situation. Moving yes. mom. Yes. So I had this thought in the back of my mind of like, how do people navigate this? If they're both working full time, they could be out of city or out of state and they want to offer their parents that flexibility of still being independent in their house. So there formed the idea for elderly care concierge. So it's a concierge service to help adult children manage the complexities of taking care of their parents where they may be not able to do that, whether because of location or distance. So Sherry, what do you feel our aging population looks like? Share that with us. Sure. Nationally, uh, the numbers are quite staggering when you start to look at this. So over the next 20 years, age 65 and over will more than double to 80 million by 2040. And that's Mm. on the national numbers. So um, it's been predicted that basically over 10,000 people are turning 65 Mm. um, every day for the next 20 years. So that contributes to that 80 million. And then if you look at the state of Texas, those numbers are still pretty high. So um, there's projected to be 5.9 million seniors, which will represent 19.6% of the population by 2030. So that's only seven years away, where one in five are going to be over 65. And there's been a study done by the University of Michigan um, of ages 50 to 80, showing that 88% of those respondents want to age in place, which means they want to stay in their home. And what percentage of those actually do? Um, there's only about a third of those people that have the facility set up to age in place. By facility, you mean like their home, the systems around them are there to yes. make it conducive? Okay. Yep. So whether that means uh, in-care support, they have a one-story house, their bedroom could have been on the second floor. So now they need to look at putting a, a suite on the first floor with a bedroom and a bath, um, wide enough hallways mm-hmm. to allow wheelchair or walker You're access. You're starting to speak my language. <laughs> <laughs> You know, ramps in place if there's a couple of steps up to the front door, just those types of things that would enable a senior to age in place. Okay. Safely. Safely. Yes. Yes. 
Um, so what with with those stats that you've given, what options for living arrangements for our seniors? What are the options? So, um, you know, ideally, as we stated before, they want to age in place. Then there's independent living centers that are um, popping up where those tend to be 55 and over, um, where it could have a one or two bedroom type apartment or condo for those seniors. Then people would move to assisted living if they need more help, possibly with medications and uh, care and those types of services. And then um, one of the other living arrangements would be memory care. Mm -hmm. So if a, a person was suffering from dementia or Alzheimer's. Okay. Yeah. We were talking before the show started. You there's a there's a tech thing that you guys are introducing as well. Is, is that correct? Yes. So with elderly care concierge, we offer 24 by 7 monitoring. So we have several different options available. We do have the wearables if that's um, something that the family's interested in for their parents or if the senior's interested in. Um, there's also one that has a listening component. However, I'm really excited about this product. It uses um, motion detection and artificial intelligence or AI to establish a baseline pattern of behavior for the senior in their living environment, in their condo or their apartment. And then there's a dashboard creating any baseline events above that baseline so that there's an alert. So either myself, the concierge, or the family member could then be notified of a situation where we may need to check in on that senior ahead of, you know, when somebody else would be at the house. That's another way to enable uh, a safe living environment for the senior. Is that kind of looking at wake sleep, like sleep, wake cycles, how active they are in the, in the, in the home, like during the day. And if, yes. if you start, so that becomes like your baseline. I would track that over a few weeks. And if we start to see that they're going to bed earlier or later or getting up later. They're moving around the apartment less. Yes. Now we're starting to see there may be some subtle changes that are starting to happen. And if we can get to them a little more proactively, maybe we can solve some things. Yep. And it even monitors um, how warm the uh, apartment or condo gets. Because I know like right now we're in the heat right at Texas right now. It's 100 degrees out today. But uh, seniors, right? are susceptible to dehydration, right? Mm -hmm. And so we want to make sure that their unit doesn't get really warm or they are running their AC. And so it will monitor temperature of the um, living area. Okay. Um, it does have a sensor that can be placed on the front door. So if they do start to have signs of dementia and they don't do sundowners and, you know, are leaving late at night, so there's a signal there. Um, also a sensor on the refrigerator door so we know if they're eating appropriately. Like if the refrigerator door didn't open in 24 hours, they probably didn't eat. Yeah. It's, it's, those are some of the things that can help somebody with some slight memory loss if they still want to try and remain independent. Sure. Wow. I love that. So tell us about what does a concierge do? So concierge, I'm really excited about. This is our key offering. And they're really the um, personal assistant to that family. Um, or the senior to help coordinate and orchestrate all the services. We really wanted that special time of the senior's life to be spent with family members and the family members have that time with the senior and not do all the tasks and heavy lifting. Um, you know, we were noticing that like when I would visit with my mom, it seems like you're going through the tax list, right? You know, how many doctor's appointments did you schedule, mom? Mm -hmm. Do you need a prescription refill? And then the whole visit is done and we didn't really talk about some of the fun memories from when I was a girl or she was growing up. Right. So we really wanted families to have that special time together. So we, our tagline is make memories, not appointments. I so, love that. <laughs> I like that. Right. so our concierge really are there to help the family navigate the complexities of their seniors aging, allowing them to age in place in a safe environment and bring all the services to that senior with one point of contact, one call. 
and you mean by services, this is not like, because Joe and I are both on the medical mm -hmm. side of things. This is everything. This is not just the medical side. So you kind of, you're kind of over, uh, you, you're connecting with the family with resources, medical and non-medical as like their personal assistant. Is that, that is correct. Okay. Um, so we have eight service categories. So we have coordination of care, which would be your non-medical and your medical services. Okay. We have home services because we talked about they may need help now maintaining their house, whether that's lawn and just home maintenance, gutters Got need it. to be clean. Okay. There's a leaky faucet. We'll coordinate all those services and even have the concierge there at the house when the time of the service is um, happening. Because I know with my mom living alone at 81, she doesn't feel comfortable right now with unknown service people in her house. So the concierge can be there to help just, you know, be another set of hands there to help and make sure things go well with the service appointment. Um, and then we have transportation because, you know, there's always that decision of when do you take the car keys away? Mm -hmm. So we have transportation services, whether that's running errands or getting them to and from doctor's appointments or home from the hospital or rehab facility. Uh, nutrition, as that becomes important with um, seniors as they age and any medications they may be on, we can do a nutritional assessment and have special meals brought in to help with any dietary restrictions. We have uh, financial planning, if that's a need for the family. Elder law, in case they don't have that will or power of attorney. Uh, In-home fitness, I'm really excited about this. We can bring in-home fitness and training to them so they can do age-appropriate exercises to help maintain their mobility. How does that work? Do you guys have like personal trainers that you work with? We do. We have a, a personal trainer that wants to only work with seniors. How great is that? Oh, wow. Okay. So she'll come in and she can even come into the assisted living and take them down to the workout center or do it in their unit or like in the house if they're still at their house. And then we have life planning services. So if at some point the family determines and the senior determines they do need to move to assisted living or memory care, we can help with the sale of the house, the movement of belongings, the organization and setup of those belongings in the new location, um, and then just wow. really help them get settled and organized. Yeah, it's wow. wonderful. This is great for adult children who live out of town, um, very busy with their children, and um, it's a great program. It's awesome. Or even in town, just to coordinate yeah. all the stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. Okay. I've seen it done like on the medical side. Like you and I mm -hmm. kind of, we kind of play quasi social workers mm -hmm. at times trying to coordinate transportation, mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. But this is very different because it's not just that piece of it. It's the whole thing. It's a, how, who's managing the household from the legal stuff to the, you know, like you said, the lawn care, those kind of things. Yeah. We want to be that trusted partner on their journey with them. And then even if they move to assisted living, I realize that is a huge expense um, for both parties, right? For the senior, for the family. And we still want to maintain that relationship. We want to go have lunch with that senior and see how they're doing and, and how is it going in that, you know, living facility? Because, you know, as we talked earlier on the show, you know, it could be two moves, right? It's not necessarily one move if they leave their house and go to assisted living. There may be another move involved. So we want to make sure that at each stage they have what they need to really age successfully and independently as much as they can. What's your communication with the family? Is it through an app? Is it through phone calls? How do you guys do that? Great question. So we actually have an online portal that uh, appropriate family members that deemed uh, part of the circle of communication will have access to. Okay. For anything urgent, we would definitely pick up the phone, call, text, you know, whatever their preferred communication is. Okay. But there's an online portal where they can see all the case notes, a calendar of activities that's happening for that senior 
in their house during that month. We can even upload all their prescriptions and pictures of the pill bottles so all the family members know exactly what mom or dad are taking, if any refills are needed, how we filled those, if there's any issues with any medications, et cetera. And then it even links, I'm really excited about this, even links to the my charts of the world so that you can oh, start wow. to have That's one awesome. portal access and not have to keep track of all these different disparate systems for oh all gosh. this information. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, wow. I, I saw a patient this morning and I went downstairs and got a calendar, the June calendar, <laughs> you know, <laughs> for activities. I encourage this couple to go do activities, but I know that's going to wind up either in the trash mm -hmm. or, you know, um, on the kitchen counter and just sit there for months, you know. But this is great because your concierge can recommend, hey, just want to remind you, you got Shiro yoga this afternoon and a family can do that support too mm -hmm. and encouragement too. That's awesome. How do you, so how is it reimbursed for you guys? How do you get, how do you guys, what's the, what's the monthly charge? Is it a monthly charge? Is it an annual thing? Is it subscription based? How does that work? Great question. So we are a uh, private pay right okay. now. Some of the services, if they can be billed through insurance company, like long-term care insurance mm -hmm. or Medicare, we will do that. Okay. Um, but for the concierge service right now, it is private pay. It's four twenty-five a month. There's no long-term contracts. Um, you can cancel with 30 days notice. So it's kind okay. of month to month. Yep. And the 425 gets you uh, four one-hour visits with the concierge. And you can divide that up any way you can. Uh, we have seen that once the concierge is in the house, the family really sees the value and the mm -hmm. senior sees the value. So typically our one-hour visit goes to several hours. And then once a week goes to twice a week or more than that. Because uh, they're really helping that senior with what they need. Kind of like a personal assistant would. Sure. Okay. Fantastic. Wow. It's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you so much. That, that is great. This is so wonderful. And where are you located? What cities does elderly care concierge provide service for? Uh, right now we're in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, uh, can also do Collin County. Um, we're trying to bring a couple more cities online. I do have two concierge down in Houston. So we're really trying to make this a, a Texas offering. However, some of my uh, care partners are nationwide. So if a family is outside of Texas, we'll be glad to have a consultation with them to see if I can bring the services to them outside of Texas. How do, how do patients, or I, I, so we say, we say patients, you say probably yeah. say clients, how do <laughs> clients or family members get in touch with you? Are they, is it usually by referral now or are they, are you getting people reaching out to you directly or how do, how do, how do people find out about you? A little bit of both. Okay. So um, right now, um, most of it is through referrals. Uh, we do have a website and people are finding us through Google. Uh, so the phone has been ringing. And usually what the first step is, is a, a quick phone call kind of consultation. Get the key details. Uh, see if there's any other family members we need to talk to mm -hmm. to make sure we have a, a good idea of what services they need. And then we can outline a care plan for them and, you know, what they're looking at. If it's just a concierge services, mom and dad need some help with errands or if it's yeah. they need uh, air and help, and they need non-medical in-home care and transportation. So then we look to outline those packages and share that with them. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. This Very is cool. a great way to age in place safely, comfortably, and you've got that concierge right there. It just, it's wonderful. I, I can just envision this in independent living communities because as these people decline and age, they're going to need more services yeah. and this will allow them to stay right where they are. So that's wonderful. Yeah. And the thing with independent living, so independent living communities and even with um, individual homes, mm -hmm. you know, they're not, there's not necessarily somebody there who can be like that personal assistant and, and get them set up for things the way that you guys are. So I think that's fantastic. So what's your phone number? <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's 214-814-1722. And then your website, if people want more information? Sure. It's uh, www.elderlycare.com. Awesome. Very awesome. good. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank and you. I, oh, thank you for having me. I was so impressed meeting you, and I love this service idea, and um, can't wait to share it with other people as well. Oh, yeah. well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.